Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome. Welcome. To Warriors Wrap Up. Wrap Bad up. Curry takes another three. It's up and good. He's got 62. On 95.7, the game. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Curry catches in the backcourt, guarded by Derrick Rose. You got two for one, yep. and they'll use it. Down to 17 on the shot clock. Curry avoids a double team. Pass inside to Oubre, a no-looker for a dunk on the baseline. What a play by Curry. Warriors lead 109-103. What a play by Curry, and what a night for the Golden State Warriors. It wasn't always pretty, but it was effective tonight as Golden State wins at the Garden, 114-106. Before a sellout crowd, Ryan Covey, of 1,000. 981. That's right. Fans back at, at MSG for the first time uh, this season, and the Warriors avoid a three-game losing skid by beating the Knicks tonight, 114-106. to uh, A brilliant effort from Stephen Curry, and I'm going to just say it right off the top, Covey. It was a good thing the Warriors had Kevon Looney and James Wiseman back. Otherwise, they might not have won tonight. Boy, you ain't lying, and they still got touched up on the offensive glass a little bit, uh, as been the norm for this basketball team of late, but uh, all hands on deck, had to have a dub tonight, and, and the, those bigs back in the fold certainly helped. Kerr brought Curry and Draymond back in a little earlier than he normally would because he sensed, uh-oh, it's a Mason convention out there, J.D. They're just chucking bricks everywhere, uh, and the Warriors end up – and they actually, I'm surprised they ended up scoring 20 points in the fourth quarter. Sure as hell didn't feel like it. Well, and do we have to officially change the, the stance that, that, that Steve Kerr mentioned after the San Antonio game now? Did the Warriors, in fact, chase a win tonight by bringing <laughs> Steph and Draymond back with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter and nothing happening for Golden State offensively? Now, I thought it was interesting, just that alone, he waited until the 444 mark of the second quarter to bring Stephen Curry and Draymond Green back in. So he almost, in a way, bought two minutes there that he wound up using on the back end, as it turns out. Yeah, and he figured, hey, look, I'm going to probably, this game, regardless of how I deploy Stephen Draymond in the second quarter, most likely this thing's going to get decided in the fourth quarter. And now shout out to the Warriors, who had a brilliant third quarter uh, where they filled it up for 39, ended up building the lead. The ball movement was crisp. And then things got real dicey in the fourth, but... 
You know, Steph Curry to the rescue. Obviously, Kevon Looney, you know, six boards. He was a plus 17 tonight. Set some nasty screens, too. I mean, Kevon Looney's out there putting in that yeoman's work. Uh, and then, what do you know? James Weissman coming off the bench, 16 minutes, 14 points. And, and honestly, J.D., he went six for nine tonight. A couple of his misses were, were the type of misses I would expect him to start making in pretty short order once he starts to get his, uh, get his feeling back a bit and, you know, get, kind of get back up to speed at the pro level. So, yeah, man, uh, definitely a much-needed, <sighs> right? And, and on a night where Wiggins and Oubre went two for 11 from three combined, Warriors don't usually win a lot of games when those two guys don't hit their threes. Eight and eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Warriors get the victory over the Knicks one fourteen to one oh six. If you want to react to this one, another big time effort from Stephen Curry and, and James Wiseman. I thought, I, I thought he looked just real comfortable and much more comfortable on the defensive side. Uh, there have been some instances of him falling asleep and maybe not being where he needed to be, maybe being too aggressive at times and, and wanting to move around and, and, and fly around and, and, and guard everybody and block everybody's shot and take it himself a little bit out of position. It, it really looked like he was very much under control and calm and, and just, just comfortable after getting an opportunity to sit out. It was a quiet 14 tonight and a quiet 6 of 9 and, and, and a handful of real nice catches and finishes right at the basket. You, you mentioned the couple of the misses. A couple of misses were just the little turnaround jumper right. that, that at some point down the line – may even be a shot that its only purpose is just to keep the defense honest so maybe you can do something else with it uh, down the line. I think he's still a little, you know, he's comfortable with the three. It's that in-between shot that I think he rushes a little bit. Once he gets that shot down, I mean, look out uh, for the rest of the NBA. But it was a, a productive, real calm effort, I thought, from Wiseman both ways tonight. And, and the Warriors needed the size of not only Wiseman but Looney against a Knicks team that really wants to be physical, wants to defend, wants to try to bully you around. The, the game actually, for the most part, especially the first half, had a ton of flow, but the Warriors were able to physically match what the Knicks were trying to do throughout the course of the night, and I think that wound up making a huge difference uh, in the second half as the Warriors finally got the offense going, defense turned it into offense, and the defense at the beginning of the fourth quarter saved the Warriors because if they are not playing A++ defense, well, they went cold in the first four minutes of that quarter. We're maybe talking about a different outcome tonight, and, and that would have been borderline catastrophic when you look at the way the Warriors lost these last two games. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they needed it, and I agree with you. I mean, you look at the size of the Knicks, and, you know, Julius Randle, who's, you know, going to uh, his first All-Star game, and, uh, you know, he's just a, a dominant force down on the block. He also will get out beyond the arc, too. He's just a, you know, a prototypical, uh, you know, shooting big men, stretch four, if you will. I know they play him at the five sometimes, too. Um, you know, you got Nerlens Noel out there. Uh, obviously, Taj Gibson, you know, crafty veteran that he is. Um, you know, they, they want to be physical and, and grind it out they don't want to play at a, a, a breakneck pace and you know in the first quarter it kind of looked like oh man they're going back and forth here Warriors had a, you know it got off to a nice start scored 36 but you know you look up the Knicks were right there with them and certainly the second quarter favored the Knicks and they kind of turned things around to the point where okay it's just a you know close game at the half no problem it's everything to play for in the second half uh, the Warriors turned on the Jets in the third offensively but you're right man 
things were really in the balance in the fourth quarter. And because the Warriors were getting stops, I mean, you got to give the Knicks credit. Like, the Knicks challenged. They contested everything tonight. And, and look, they, the, the Knicks ended up having to take a lot of contested shots as well. You know, for a game that ended up having 220 points combined, this was actually some really good defense played by both sides in this game. I mean, let's just, you know, throw it out there. Draymond was terrific. Kelly Oubre with those active hands, just taking balls away from people sometimes. Uh, Pascal had his moments out there. So this was a – this is how you win on the road in the NBA, right? You, you get your runs in. Um, you weather the storm, and you defend for 48 minutes, and you'll have a chance to win on the road. They did all three, all of those things tonight, and they get the win. Yeah, 888-957-9570. We talked about it on Warriors Live. You had the number three team in defensive rating in the Knicks, the number five team in defensive rating in the Warriors. You had the top two field goal percentage defenses going at it against each other tonight. Game was actually pay, it played at a, at a pretty fast pace in the yeah. early going, thus the 36-31. Uh, I, I think that's always a good thing for the Warriors. We mentioned that the, these teams are at the opposite ends of the spectrum in, in, in that uh, in terms of pace, the Warriors the second fastest. The Knicks play at the slowest pace in, in terms of uh, possessions and, and all of that uh, in the NBA. The game was played, I thought, in the first half at the Warriors' pace and more on the Warriors' terms. The Knicks were up for it, but I think in that third quarter, they, there was a, a price to be paid, I think, for the Knicks that the Warriors made them pay for playing the game more on the Warriors' terms in that first half. I think the Knicks tried to make it a bloodbath in the fourth quarter, but there had been too much damage done already by the fact that the Warriors were able to, I think, for a good portion of this one, they were forced to play it on – they forced the Knicks to play it on their terms, and then they held their own in that four-minute stretch of the fourth quarter where things were really played more on the Knicks' terms. And, and, and down the stretch, when the Warriors needed a bucket, it was Steph Curry. It, it was it was Curry either getting uh, the bucket – it was a great play call out of the timeout that led to a Curry and one. Curry finding Oubre on the, on the cut, uh, the highlight we played to open the show. It, it was Curry – the playmaker, in addition to a couple of big makes for him at the end of the third quarter that helped the Warriors maintain some separation. Yeah, you just you needed Steph tonight to be Steph, especially down the stretch when it mattered most. And you figured if anybody was going to help the Warriors snap their, their offensive freeze in the fourth quarter, it was going to be Steph Curry. Yeah, and that dime to Oubre, that was just filthy. I mean, to, to, the vision to be able to see him. And sometimes Steph's playing at that pace, and you're like, uh-oh, like, is this, is this thing going to spin off the rails? And then you're like, oh, wait, no, no, wait, no, it's Steph Curry. My bad, my bad. Uh, and, he, and he finds Oubre. And then Oubre knocking down those two free throws too, J.D. Uh, you know, it, obviously it was a three-point game when he got to the stripe. You hit the second, you know, you hit the first one. Okay, now you've made it a uh, two-possession game. That's great. And then he even messed around and hit the second one. Uh, and then there was the, you know, kind of the janky foul called on the other end. And, and it was Peyton that split the two free throws. So, you know, a little bit of poetic justice there. But, you know, the Warriors did just enough execute down the stretch and there was that sense of urgency too because I know that there wasn't a Warrior fan out there that wasn't thinking as that lead was whittling down in the fourth quarter and the Warriors were having empty possession after empty possession or at least you know missed shot after missed shot that you were thinking uh-oh you know the Knicks are about to come back and win this game uh, but they held the line defensively and 
You know, when the shots aren't falling for you, this is where I give this Warriors team a lot of credit this year. They've had spells where it's not going in. All teams go through it, but this Warriors team in particular, you know, they shoot a lot of threes. And when the three-point shot isn't falling, uh, you know, which happens to teams, if you want, if you don't want to lose a bunch of ground during those prolonged dry spells, you have to get stops at the other end. And, and they were able to do it. They kind of held the Knicks off. And I kind of felt like the Knicks were discouraged, you know. I mean, the way the Warriors were missing shots in the fourth quarter, uh, it would, you know, the Knicks probably felt like they should have either been, you know, at least in a tie game or maybe even had taken the lead, but it wasn't to be. The Warriors contested everything. I thought they switched out really well, and they just played with desperation tonight, J.D. I mean, that's they needed to. This was a gotta-have-it type of game, and they played that way. And the Warriors improved now to 17 and 15. The Knicks dropped to 15 and 17. The Warriors are right back at it. Final game of the roadie tomorrow in Indiana. So the second time on the road trip where the Warriors will play a back-to-back, and it's going to be the second time where they're going to be taking on a team that's had some time off. All the more reason, if you're Golden State, why you needed to get the bad taste out of your mouth and make sure that you get a win. This is the kind of win tonight, uh, not to get too far ahead here, although, I mean, we are nine nights away from the All-Star break at this point. The Warriors are going to take on Indiana tomorrow. It's kind of crazy when you think uh, it's Indiana tomorrow and then Charlotte, and then it's going to go real fast next week with the Laker game on Sunday and then a couple of games to close it out on the back-to-back with with Portland and, and the makeup game against Phoenix. Tonight's the kind of game that you know, gives you a real good chance to make sure no matter what happens that you're going to be at that 500 mark or, or maybe a game above. Now, the Warriors do need a, a couple of more wins in, in the final five to ensure that they're going to be over 500. But when you look at the schedule, this was one, no, no disrespect to the Knicks, who put a thumping on the Warriors a month ago at, at Chase Center when, when Draymond Green got got ejected from that ball game. Uh, th- this is one of the games you got to get uh, if you're the Warriors uh, and I, I think you know credit to them for getting it done, and, and I think credit to Draymond Green tonight as well. Yeah. He was aggressive early, looking for a shot uh, at plus nineteen. He made life miserable though for Julius Randall, and Randall had his way at times, but he had to work for his twenty five tonight, and he ended up with a, a hell of a game, being named an All Star today, twenty five ten and seven. But it was an eight for twenty one, right. and I thought Draymond made it made life awfully difficult on Randall, who in the past has just. He's been a handful for the Warriors. He's really eaten against them in, in prior matchups, including that game uh, in January. Yeah, and so this was just the kind of game, uh, you know, that you were hoping to see from Draymond, and I agree, man. Tom Thibodeau was obviously content to leave Draymond open, and you could just tell Draymond, as we've seen teams do this year, but you could just tell Draymond had that, that pep in his step. And, look, the last time they were on the court, Things didn't go well, and you know, lots been. We've had a lot of conversations about Draymond Green in the past, uh, you know, forty-eight, seventy-two hours leading up to this game, and so this was his opportunity to to take a you know a step towards leaving Charlotte in the rear view, right? And how do you do that? Well, you bounce back and you play well, and you do all the things that you're supposed to do that you get paid to do to help your basketball team win. That's to me leading by example. And the stat line tonight. Just, this was just a, a classic Draymond Green stat line. I mean, nine boards, 12 dimes, three steals, couple blocks. Uh, and you're right, he was a handful. And he was directing traffic tonight, too. You know, I know we had, you know, some fans in the building tonight at MSG, but the one thing about the pandemic that we've gotten the opportunity to, to get that you don't ever really get a chance to hear on television is the players and, and you know, the, the kind of communication that goes on on the court. And Draymond's always out there directing traffic. And um, he just, he was into this game. And you could tell he was really, really intent on 
putting out a nice performance tonight. And, and he, it was like the perfect kind of matchup too, right, J.D.? Because Julius Randle, you know, he's one of the, the two guys. You, you put R.J. Barrett in this category as well. And, and I'll even throw Derrick Rose in there. He's the crafty vet. But those are the guys on this basketball team that can do the majority of the scoring, the heavy lifting. Like, Julius Randle's their all-star. He's their guy. And so that was the matchup for Draymond tonight. So he knew if he played a good game, uh, a Draymond-type game, that he could have a huge impact and, and, you know, make it really tough for the Knicks to get a win if he held down Julius Randle. And he did just that. I mean, you mentioned he ended up, what, Randle had 25 points, but on 21 shots, you'll live with that. You'll, you'll live with that indeed, and, and the Knicks just don't have enough scores. Derrick Rose got going in the first half uh, against the Warriors a little bit, uh, and he wound up with 16, but again, 6 of 15, and the Warriors really were able to to challenge uh, the Knicks and, and make life difficult. New York winds up shooting 39.2%. The Warriors wound up out making uh, the Knicks from three-point range in this ballgame, uh, 13 to 11, and they also had the advantage of the free throw line. How many nights have we talked about the Warriors missing free throws? And tonight would have been a game where it really could have bit them in the rear end. 21 for 24 from the free throw line uh, in this ball game tonight. Wiggins did miss a couple of them. I always check Andrew Wiggins and <laughs> Pascal had what felt like it could be a big miss, but but anytime you shoot 87.5%, you are more more than going to live with it. And, and really the Warriors needed uh, every single one of them tonight. The Knicks shot it well too, 19 of 22, uh, but but the 21 of 24 was was much needed for Golden State. Yeah, and then, you know, just making a couple of more threes, right, and getting a couple of more stops, uh, forcing a couple of more misses by the Knicks because, you know, you look up. I mean, here's the deal. The Knicks ended up shooting the Rock eight more times than the Warriors, and you can draw a straight line from that to the offensive rebound production that the Warriors aren't getting. So if you're going to give up offensive rebounds to the tune of the Warriors were outdone on the offensive glass 18 to 7 tonight that's 11 extra possessions for the Knicks well you have to make that up somewhere you got to get those stops right and and to the Warriors credit um, they tied their season low in turnovers for the third time this year they had just 10 turnovers in the game that's a, a terrific number for the dubs uh, so when when you're going to get pounded on the glass like that and hopefully with with Wiseman and, and Looney back um, you know we'll start to see them close the gap a bit but they weren't exactly you know they weren't exactly out rebounding the opposition with any regularity before these guys went out. Um, but you have to make it up in other areas, uh, and I thought that they did that tonight. So this was just a, you know, a, a real blue-collar economical win against a Knicks team that, you know, let's face it, J.D., the Knicks had a chance to get to 500 tonight. Warriors had already lost to them once this year. So, you know, I know the Knicks coming in, we're thinking, man, we got a, a down-and-out Warriors team right now. They've already lost a couple on this trip. This was a, a gettable game for the Knicks. I'm sure they they felt like, you know, in the fourth quarter, they let that thing get away. They had their chances, but give credit to the Dubs for playing the defense. All right, he's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. We'll pause. Uh, we'll get to some phone calls. We'll hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, also James Wiseman, and others as Warriors wrap-up rolls on. Dubs get the win at New York, 114-106. to You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Draymond Green on the inbounds. Gets it. Hand off Curry. Dribble drive. Gets bumped by Gibson. Shot will go in! He floated it up from the foul line off of one foot. And it went in, continuation for Curry. He's going to the line, the chance to give the Warriors a five-point lead. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, big bucket for Stephen Curry there, and right with the Warriors absolutely had to have it uh, as Golden State gets it done tonight at Madison Square Garden. 114-106, to 106, so the Warriors now 1-2 and two on this four-game road trip as they'll take on the Pacers tomorrow. That is a 4-30 tip-off here on 95-7, the game. The original schedule, just so everybody knows, had that one at 4 o'clock, but it got pushed because it's going to be televised nationally uh, on ESPN. It became part of the ESPN doubleheader for tomorrow. So 4.30, that means we'll be on the air at 3 o'clock for Warriors Live for the Warriors and the Pacers. And the Warriors trying to – they got one back against the Knicks tonight. They're going to try and get one back against Indiana tomorrow night after the Pacers. Pacers kind of stole one down the stretch uh, in, in January against the Dubs on a night where, where Golden State was playing very well. Yeah, this is a – Cue up the James Brown because it's the big payback week, JD. Right? You got you got the Knicks yes. today. You got the Pacers, who you definitely owe one, and then you got Charlotte, who well, I can't remember how things went the last time they played Charlotte. I need to look at my notes. Oh yeah, we know what time it is. So um, this could be this is an important week for the Dubs because we know how the first half of the season ends with Portland and Phoenix and the Lakers. So um, I, I think we said coming into the trip, JD, two and two was cool. Three and one would have been fun. Uh, and and 0 and four, well, you know, don't let the door hit you. I don't know. I tried there, but regardless, uh, and, and one and three is miss me. So, um, you know, two and two, you'd be cool. So you gotta get the game tomorrow night. Not the way that they drew it up, right? Certainly would be in a very roundabout way. Um, but hey, wouldn't that? Isn't that just the story of the 2020, 2021 Golden State Warriors? And sorry for trying to rhyme there. I'll never do it again to all the people out there. My B. Uh, but wouldn't it just be so fitting for this Dubs team, JD? Right? You know, lose at Orlando and Charlotte, but find a way to beat the Knicks and find a way to beat the Pacers. Like that would be that would be so 2020-2021 Dubs. Well, and then you'd add it all up head to head, and you'd wind up being one and one against everybody, right? Because right. you beat Orlando, then lost to Orlando. You would have lost to Charlotte, then come back and beat Charlotte. Then you would have beat the Knicks, and you would have beat Indiana after the Knicks and Indiana beat you. So the so for all of those teams that we're talking about, what is that? Uh, four four teams in eight games. You'd be four and four. Go figure. <laughs> go. <laughs> Who saw that coming, JD? Right. <laughs> <laughs> go go figure for this Warriors team. Uh, I, I like the fact, obviously, that they got this one. I, I know at times, you know, we get laughed at and, and people scoff when you talk about, oh, it's February 23rd on a season that's going to go until 
May the 16th. What are you talking about a must win? I mean, t- tonight did feel like a game that you really had to have. And oh, especially yeah. once you got the lead in the fashion that you did with the big third quarter. I mean, it was it was somewhat similar to the Orlando game where you, you know, you're up at the end of the first quarter, you're down a couple at halftime, but then you have the big third quarter and you get the lead and you get in control and you knew it was going to get a little shaky at the beginning of the fourth quarter. You, you just knew Steph and Draymond off the bench that, that the Knicks were going to make a little bit of a push, but, but to get that game to be 17 and 15 and now it, it just, it sets you up. You take your chances tomorrow. And even if you can't get tomorrow, it just puts you in a position where you get the Charlotte game, you're at least 18 and 16 uh, going into those final three to where you know, you take your chances in those three. And and sure, you know, could the Warriors beat Portland? We, we've seen the Warriors beat Portland this season. You know, Phoenix, they had a tough go when they played there at the end of January. Uh, so, so we'll see. And the Suns are, are playing as well as anybody in the NBA. And the Lakers are struggling right now. So right. I know that game's still a couple of days away, but the Lakers are not going to have Anthony Davis. They've been without Schroeder uh, in the health and safety protocols. And, you know, Washington won at Staples Center last night after being down big. So, yep. uh, and, and the Warriors have already won a game there. So not to say that that game's going to be easy, but, but we've already seen the Warriors win there with the Lakers having all three of those guys. The, the point I'm getting at, though, is, you put yourself in a position where all you got to do is get one of those to be over 500 at the break. And at that point, anything is gravy beyond that because if this team's at least one over at the break with the second half schedule that's coming, I think the Warriors have got to really like their position. Uh, I think that's a great point, J.D. Just, you know, look at it in the next five games, two and three. Like, you know, and that's that's the, the low threshold, right? I mean, obviously you hope to do better, but – Two and three is doable for this team because, you know, they'll do it in a roundabout way sometimes. And, you know, it's it's kind of maddening game in and game out to follow this team because you know how close they are to being in a much better position than 17 and 15. But you just want to be over 500 at the break, period, point blank. I think the Warriors, especially when you consider, you know, the Clay Thompson injury when it happened, all the, you know, the new faces, the slow start of Kelly Oubre, the way that this team got throttled uh, in, in Brooklyn and Milwaukee to start the season, um, you know, Draymond not playing for the first four games. All of the things that have gone on, the twists and turns for this basketball team, if you would have said, hey, they're going to be a game over 500 at the break, you're like, yes, please, right? I mean, because you're in the hunt then, and, and you got everything to play for in the second half, which is really all you can ask for. And, you know, I mean, you look to J.D., and you look at the way that they've lost some games this month, except for the Brooklyn game, as we talked about, they've all been close games. Now, you don't get, uh, you know, participation points. I understand that. The only thing that matters is whether or not you won or lost. But I still feel like collectively as a team, they've they've kind of found their identity. They've become a a disciplined defensive team most nights, which, you know, no team in the NBA brings it every night in the regular season. I mean, come on, we know that. So I think they've kind of found their footing. Steph's playing at an MVP level. Uh, you know, they've they've battled through some injuries, you know, particularly at the five, uh, you know, a tough stretch from Oubre at the top of the year. And, and here they are. I feel like they are getting better, and I feel like they're kind of – you know, they're kind of finding themselves. You know what I mean? Like, there was a little bit of that angst. Uh, you know, who are we? Are are we even a playoff team? Um, you know, and, and obviously Steph just grabbed that by the scruff of the neck and was like, no, 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 follow me. I got this. Everybody else fall in line, and, and they've done accordingly. So um, I, I think there's plenty of optimism in the second half of the season. If Steph stays healthy, I think this team's going to do more winning than losing, that's for sure. Yeah, they, they feel like, you said they're finding themselves, and it could be a little bit better. 
and I think there's an optimism that it that it will get a little bit better. And and I I did this for the first time, and I know uh, I think teams got their first look at the schedule. I think yesterday uh, might have been over the weekend, but I think teams got their first look at what the the mock up of the second half schedule is going to be. And and at some point here in the next week, uh, maybe even in the next couple of days, uh, that second half schedule is is going to be announced. But but here's what we do know, and and, and I'm just going to go from the from the bottom of the Western Conference uh, and, and 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 work my way up. We know the Warriors have one game at Minnesota remaining uh, this year. They've already played them twice at Chase and, and beat them. The Warriors have not played the Rockets, who are currently 14th uh, in the in the Western Conference. Uh, they are struggling. They're 11 and 18. The Warriors play them three times, once at Chase, twice in Houston. James Harden uh, not walking through that door as far as any of these matchups go uh, head-to-head. The Warriors have also not played Oklahoma City who is 13th now in the West. They play just like the Rockets, once at Chase and twice in OKC. Uh, So that is seven games right there against the bottom three teams in the conference. Then you go up to the next team uh, on the the pole, on the totem pole. Sacramento Kings uh, are are 12th right now. They've lost eight in a row. Now, they can be a dangerous team depending upon when you play them, but the Warriors still have two games left against them, one at Chase, one uh, in Sacramento. So, my goodness, I mean, we're talking about nine games against those teams, and then they haven't played the Pelicans yet. And the Pelicans could be a dangerous team as well. So add three more to a New Orleans uh, and another game uh, in in San Francisco against the Pelicans. So 12 games against the five teams right now that would have no shot at the playoffs uh, if things went as they're currently constituted. Uh, they still haven't played the Grizzlies either. Uh, that's the next oh, yeah. team up. So th- they got a lot of games. They got one more game against the Mavs uh, in San Francisco. So you just work your way up, and now you start to look at the good teams, right? Uh, the Warriors have two against the Jazz, but they're both at Chase. They have one game at Staples Center against the Clippers. They do play the Lakers this coming Sunday, but they've got one at Chase against the Lakers in the second half. They'll have one at Chase against the Suns in the second half. The two road games will be done. They will be done with Portland on the second to last night before the break. They're already done with San Antonio. And Denver, uh, the Warriors have two games against Denver, but they're both going to be at Chase Center. They've already played the one road game uh, against the Nuggets. So the Warriors have a, a, a very good schedule in the second half of this thing once it comes out in terms of the way that the first half has played out. Yeah, they've done a lot of their heavy lifting in the first half, and, and good for them if they can just be in the hunt. Now, like I mentioned, even a game over 500, you'd take it. Three games over 500, you'd be ecstatic, uh, you know, with five games left here in the first half and uh, still everything to play for in the second half. So there there's still a path to this basketball team having – a terrific season as far as what would be a reason, a baseline expectation for the year, right? I mean, I think we've talked about it a lot. Like, if you could avoid that playing tournament, just be the sixth seed, even though, you know, obviously aiming for the fifth seed. I think maybe that top four might be a little tough to crack. Um, Phoenix has played so damn good. Obviously, Utah's untouchable. And then I think both LA teams, unless the Lakers 
go and do a, a bit of a, a slide without Anthony Davis. And we've seen that, but I got to think, you know, that, that LeBron James guy is going to, you know, grab that team <laughs> and, and get them back in line in pretty quick order here. So I think, though, you know, five, five, six, somewhere in there should be the goal. Um, you know, if the Warriors, it, it's good stuff for you and I to talk about, J.D., because I, I think it, it really does tell the story about, you know, what the second half could look like. For the Golden State Warriors, though, I mean, right now it's just, uh, you know, on to Indiana, right? You know, the Pacers won, and you got a chance to finish the trip at two and two, like uh, you know, tomorrow night every game is you know every game is the biggest game of the year right now, right? And and I know it, you, I agree totally. I, I think too often we put too much on any one regular season game because you know, okay, so they you know, it, okay, it was a gotta have it game. Well, they lost. Is the season over? No, you're gonna keep on playing. But tonight really did feel like one of those, you know, avoid the three-game skid, get the taste of Charlotte out of your mouth, um, get the Knicks back, get a win on this road trip. You don't want to be 0-3 and and staring at a winless road trip going into Indiana. Then you're kind of a desperate basketball team. And I think, you know, J.D., for me, I mean, and you tell me. Like, I I feel like this Warriors team, they're tough, right? I mean – when when they get when they get tested, when, what I see is you know when when questions are asked of this team, they have the answers, and I mean that's that's big for me because it's you know lots of teams, even good teams, mess around and lose three games in a row, right? At some point in the season or more, and you know I give the Warriors credit. Yeah, they don't get you know credit for not winning three in a row, but uh, the fact that they haven't lost three in a row at any point, man, speaks to these guys. They're they're hungry and 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 they grind, man. Yeah, it, no, they absolutely do. And and look, it's not to say that they that they could lose any game, and it, it does feel like the Warriors have proven to them, proven to us and to themselves that they could win any game. And I think the resiliency has been on full display, and tonight's an example uh, of that resiliency. I think for for this Warriors team, uh, they were up against it a little bit. They they had some things go against them, self imposed. Uh, these last two games as well, and and they bounced back, and and they got one that that they absolutely had to have tonight uh, in beating the Knicks 114 to 106. I think when you just look at the standings, it really is separating now, and this this is the other thing to keep an eye on. I'm always a big believer in you look at, all right, what's what's your best-case scenario? What's your your maybe worst-case scenario? And I, I think when you look, Obviously, the goal for the Warriors would be you want to be in the top six and, and avoid the, the play-in tournament. Uh, but I'm looking at it now, and I'm and I'm thinking, okay, even if let's just let's just say, and and we don't know for sure, but let's just say the Clippers and or the Jazz, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Suns, the Blazers, and I'll even put Denver in there, although they've underperformed, I think, to this point. Let's say that that those teams are are six teams that are ahead of the Warriors. Well, then you're basically with San Antonio, Dallas, and Memphis, 7 through 10 at that point in time, and, and all those teams are separated basically by a, a half game to a game at this point. The difference, though, between 7th, basically, and, and, and 11th, and even 10th and 11th now, even that's starting to separate a little bit, where 10 might be 500, and 11 might be three, four, five games under 500, maybe even more than that. So I think that that's an optimistic uh, outlook. And what I'm saying is the Warriors have a really good shot right now of, at the worst, being in the play-in tournament is, is what I'm getting at. Because sure. the Pelicans are 13 and 17, and then you got the Kings at 12 and 19, Thunder 12. Like, if you basically – if you were 14 and 17 right now, you'd be in the playing tournament. Like that's the level that you need, that you need to be at to get in there. So I think that that's going to keep this Warriors team 
I think, continuing to fight and continuing to believe that they'll have an opportunity almost regardless of what happens. Now, they've played at a higher level than that, and, and we've talked a lot about it in the last 45 minutes here since we've been on. The Warriors believe that the level that they've played at to this point, they can get another even cut above that level. Well, yeah, and it's not just, like, team speak. It's, like, look at look at the characters on the basketball team, right? I mean, Steph Curry, by his standards, got off to a bit of a slow start this season. Nothing, and I'm talking, like, the first handful of games, really, until he popped off for 62 against Portland, and it was like, no, I got this, y'all. So, you know, for the first five games, uh, you know, not great. I know the three-point numbers weren't where he wanted them to be the first few weeks of the season. Obviously, we know Kelly Oubre has had a complete 180 with this basketball team. And the thing I love about Oubre is he plays with that swag, J.D. He's like he's like waving at fans after he hits free throws, right? You know, you could tell somebody was trying to get in his in his ear a little bit. And, you know, Oubre's always got something for those guys. I, I just love the way that he kind of plays on the edge like that. So, you know, clearly Oubre's got his season going in the right direction. The ascension of James Wiseman, um, you know, the cavalry coming from a health standpoint. Remember Eric Paschal, uh, he had the knee issue for a while. He seems like he's getting back into form. Maybe not where he was early in the year, but they're not asking as much of him. You know, you found a little something in Juan Toscano Anderson if you need to rely on him. So I think there's just guys, like if, if they were, you know, if, if players were were stocks, I would think it'd be a good time to buy some Warriors stock, right? I mean, because I just feel like there's there's a lot of optimism around this team. And, and ultimately, the other thing too, J.D., let's face it, that, that Charlotte loss the other night, like, that was bad, okay? It was bad on so many different levels. It was bad that you you, you blew a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. It was bad you lost a, you know, a, a road game that you had a chance to win without Steph. It was bad, obviously, the way everything played out with Draymond. But I'll give this team credit. This is the other thing that has me thinking that, that maybe, you know, they, they could get on a nice run in the second half. I mean, think about how quickly they were able to turn the page. So it wasn't just about, you know, team speak and saying the right things publicly. It was like, nope. We are going to put this behind us. We are going to get back to work, and we're going to find a way to beat the Knicks in the Garden tonight. So I think that should give Warriors fans plenty of optimism, and I think it kind of gives us a snapshot into what this team's all about. Like, a lot of teams will tell you, oh, we're not worried about it. Draymond's our guy. Draymond's their guy because he went out there tonight, and he, he defended his ass off, and he was terrific moving the rock. So, I mean, it, it's, it's the old adage, don't tell me, show me. And what they showed us tonight was – they were able to, to put this behind him in short order, and that's that's big because, you know, NBA seasons have twists and turns, man. you got to be able to compartmentalize this stuff. And sure, they haven't been able to capitalize on momentum, and that's something that they still need to kind of figure out, but they certainly haven't kept their heads down when things haven't gone their way and let it carry over from one game to the next. He's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. We'll keep it rolling uh, all the way till about 9 o'clock. Then we'll flip over into the final word and, and take you till 10 as we do each and every night here on 95.7 The Game. Now's your chance to win a brand new BMW, but time is running out. Go to scoreabmw.com right now and register. It takes two minutes. We're down to the final few hours here, Covey. That's scoreabmw.com. Registration ends tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. At that time, we will pick one registrant at random who will win an authentic Dubs jersey. They'll also get the chance to guess the final score of the Golden State Los Angeles game this Sunday. That's right. You guess the score correctly, you win a 2020 BMW. It's that simple. Website again, scoreabmw.com. That's presented by BMW of San Francisco, the ultimate BMW center in the ultimate city, Howard and South Van Ness, and bmwsf.com. So get on it now.
Uh, by my calculations, you've got uh, about 13 hours and 38 minutes. So right. let it ride. We're trying to give you a BMW. Like, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know, really know what else we're supposed to say other than we're trying to give you a BMW. So go sign up. Worst case scenario, you get your name pulled and you win a jersey. Like, hey, closed mouth doesn't get fed, right, J.D.? Shoot your shot, son. So, yeah, get over there and sign up and uh, try and win a Beamer. And, I mean, hey, what what a story that would be to tell, right? Get you a flossy new Beamer with the fresh dubs jersey. Be like, man, come on, dude. You, you know, you work at In-N-Out Burger. And all due respect to In-N-Out Burger, I'm just saying, like, how did you how did you flip this thing? It's like, oh, yeah, no, man, I went and signed up. It's all good. I got the score right, too, on top of it for the uh, Golden State Los Angeles game. And now I'm riding dirty, so it's all good. Yeah, all good, and it was all good uh, for Golden State tonight as they win at New York 114-106. to 106. Let's go ahead and hear from, from Steve Kerr a little bit on, on some of the storylines from this one. Uh, big uh, part of the storyline was the return of the Warriors' bigs. Kevon Looney and James Wiseman both back in the fold in this one tonight. We'll start uh, with Coach Kerr on getting Kevon Looney back into the fold. Well, Looney just ties things together. There's certain guys who just sort of fit with, with any lineup, and I talked about Juan doing that over the last couple of weeks. Loon is another guy. You know, you just you put him in, and he makes the right play over and over again. And so while he, his contributions may not show up in the box score, he just makes the game easier for everybody else. He's also a great defensive player. You know, he's he's been in big moments in this league, a lot of them, and he's seen everything. And so our defense is really good when he's on the floor. Yeah, and tonight he helped everybody. I mean, it was really a story of that the, the starting unit with him uh, in there uh, in in both the, the first six minutes of, of each half. I mean, that's really when the Warriors dominated this basketball game, a plus 23 uh, in those 12 or 13 minutes, basically, that Looney was on the floor with the other four starters. That's where the Warriors – the Warriors had to win this game down the stretch because every NBA game comes down to that. But the Warriors really won this game in the first six minutes of the ball game and the first six minutes of the third quarter. Yeah, no question. And, you know, it's, it's the NBA. It's a game of runs. We know that. We've seen the Warriors, uh, you know, in the past, those those runs would just eviscerate teams and put them away. Um, they don't quite have it like that anymore, J.D., right? And they got to work a little bit harder for, for what they get. But when the, when the ball movement is there and then the guys are moving off of the ball, J.D., and then, of course, when they're knocking down their open looks, I mean, that's – that's huge. Uh, you know, that's that's when they can really get rolling. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they just they did just enough tonight and it got a little dicey in the fourth quarter. But that's when you look to Curry, right? I mean, he checked back in. And if it was, you know, it was either him shooting the rock or him him dishing. I mean, he made enough plays down the stretch and you, that's what they need. They need Steph to lead the way and then hope that you get enough of the ancillary contributions from the rest of the guys to carry you over the line. Lately, that dude's been Kelly Oubre. He didn't hit his threes tonight, but he was all over the place. I mean, Kelly Oubre, I tweeted out, Kelly Oubre slander will not be tolerated at this point. He was playing his ass off, and he's out there He's out there trying to, right, J.D.? You see the effort, and, and we see that from everybody. I mean, look, you know, a guy we haven't even talked about yet, Kent Bazemore, first quarter, hits three corner threes. Like, Warriors desperately needed to get off to a good start in this basketball game. Kent Bazemore delivered. You know, James Wiseman with a quiet 14. Like, a lot of different guys came to the forefront, but it was Steph leading the charge, and, and they did just enough to put themselves in a position to win, and you give them credit for it. 
All right, he's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. It's Warriors wrap-up here at 95.7 The Game. Dubs beat the Knicks 114-106. to 106. We'll go ahead and pause. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. More from Steve Kerr on James Wiseman's first game back. We're also going to hear from Kelly Oubre, uh, the ever-quotable Kelly Oubre. Uh, he had some things to say that we know you're going to want to hear. Warriors get the job done tonight, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Raymond, backdoor Curry, bounce pass Oubre Jr., caught up in the defense, back to Curry, steps out for a three, it's good! Oh my goodness! How did he do that one? Well, he's the only one that can do it. Wow. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, Steph doing Steph things tonight. Warriors doing Warriors things tonight as they get the job done in New York. 39-26 in the third. They hang on in the fourth, and they beat the New York Knicks 114-106, to improving to 17-15. and We welcome you back here. Warriors wrap up on 95-7. The game will keep it rolling here uh, for about another 20 or 25 minutes or so. 888-957-9570 if you want to react uh, to this one, Golden State uh, 17 and 15 on the season. We're also going to hear more sound here uh, from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. And let's actually go ahead and do that right now. Uh, we'll also hear a little bit from Kelly Oubre and Steph Curry post game. Uh, we, we heard from Coach Kerr on Kavon Looney being back in the fold. Let, let's hear from Steve Kerr on James Wiseman getting back in the fold as uh, he played very well tonight, scoring 14 points in just under 16 minutes. Here's the coach on the rook. James was great. It was really fun to watch him uh, play out there. It's so great to have have him back. And, you know, he brings a lot of energy to the floor. Obviously, he's immensely talented. So to to have him out there to to really impact the game and at the same time learn, um, he's getting a lot thrown out of all these defensive coverages. We changed up our defense quite a bit tonight throughout the game. And, you know, everything's moving pretty fast for him, but he is – just an incredible athlete and an incredible young, mature guy. He's going to have such a great career. So, 
so fun to see them out there. And we're just trying to bring him along, you know, at the right pace to uh, help him develop, but, you know, to make sure he's learning properly as well. And it did look tonight like he was more comfortable and the game had slowed down, slowed down a little bit for him, you know, from when we last saw him out there. Yeah, no question. And I was actually pleasantly surprised. I mean, you thought there might be a little rust there for him, right? He hadn't played in a while. And, you know, here's a guy that only played three freaking games in college and, you know, had missed a few weeks uh, and, and was still obviously getting up to speed at the NBA level. So I think that's a terrific sign going forward. Um, I'm, I'm still hoping that Weissman can have that impact on the defensive end, J.D. They need rebounding help so bad, really, on both ends of the floor. Um, and, and that's an area where you hope that he can come in and contribute. And, and let's face it, like, you know, Kavon Looney, he's, he's really good when he's out there, but he's got a cap, right? I mean, there's only so much you want to play Kavon Looney. James Weissman is going to be a huge part of this basketball team in the second half of the season. We know he's talented. We know he's athletic. We know he has all the physical tools. We've seen him score. I want to see him take it to the next step on the defensive end of the floor, rebounding, rim protection, shot blocking, screen setting, moving off the ball, all of that type of thing. Yeah, and I think I think we're they have this sweet spot of minutes for him where I think they feel most nights if he's in that 16, 17, 18 range, some nights maybe you bump it up to to 25 or 26. That's the perfect balance of kind of having your cake and eating it too. If he's rolling, it can get into 25. If he's not, it's still going to be around 16, but you're hoping that the 16 that he's out there maybe don't kill you. And I think you know, the Warriors have are, are, are able to benefit uh, regardless of how he plays because every night he's out there is just one step closer to him, you know, ultimately fulfilling his potential and becoming the, the player that, that the Warriors believe uh, that, that he can be. A uh, big theme of this show yeah. over the last week or so has been the Warriors being close to a breakthrough. Are they close to a breakthrough or not? Coming into tonight, they're 16 and 15. They were 16 and 13. Uh, I know before the Miami game, Steve Kerr kind of called called the team out, put it put it out there, said, "Hey, I think I think this is an opportunity mm-hmm. to maybe make a little bit of a push." Uh, mixed results since then. A couple of the more disappointing losses of the season. Uh, here was Steve Kerr though after the game talking about the importance of this win, and he again says he thinks this team's close to breaking through. Well, yeah, I mean, coming off those two losses that were both so difficult, it would have been really rough, Monty, to, to uh, let this one slip away. So especially the way we played in that third quarter. It's a really good win. You know, this is kind of what we've been doing all year. We haven't lost three in a row all season. So we've we've stemmed the tide over and over again. We also, as everybody knows, we haven't won three in a row either. I, I really believe we are close to to breaking through. I, I probably said that several times over recent weeks, but given that we're healthy now, we have more options defensively. You know, we would not have won this game without Loon and James. They're just too big and strong. So you know, we've got more options now, getting healthier. Kelly's playing great, very comfortable. There's no reason why we can't break through and become the team that I that I believe we can. Yeah, they're they're trending, I think, in the right direction as long as they don't have a losing streak here between now and the end of the first half that sets them back to where they are three games, four games under, you know, three, five games under 500 or something like that when they go into it. As long as they can avoid that right. kind of disaster, I think you got to feel really good about this team in the final 35. 
Yeah, I think Steve Kerr is is shooting us straight right there. I mean, and he laid out the reasons why. He's absolutely right. Like they haven't done it yet, though. So you know, it's until until we actually see it. It's a it's a classic woulda, shoulda, coulda scenario, right? Um, I I think. And, and just to back up for a second about James Wiseman and, and him coming back into the fold tonight, and I do agree with Coach. Like, there's, they don't win this game without Wiseman and Looney tonight. Uh, and, and that's why, you know, having, having centers on your roster is typically a, uh, a, a big plus uh, heading into any NBA game, right? Some, some games maybe more than others, J.D., but by and large, you're never going to be better uh, off as a basketball team when you don't have centers at your disposal. But I think, you know, the – when we think about, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, agenda items for this year, like what's on the Warriors' wish list, checklist, whatever the hell you want to call it, making sure that James Wiseman is polished enough, experienced enough, and prepared enough physically, mentally, all of that stuff to be the starting five for a Golden State Warriors team next season that in all likelihood will have championship aspirations, right? I mean, that's that's going to be – this is a year for James Weissman to develop as a pro. There's not massive expectations placed on this guy. I even think Kerr taking him out of the starting lineup maybe helped take some of the pressure off of him. You know, now we've got a little bit of the injury layoff. The second half in particular, it's about, sure, getting into the playoffs, avoiding the play-in tournament, all that stuff's great. But – validating that James Weissman was the correct pick at number two and making sure he is ready to be the starting center on a team whose goal is to hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy. Like, that is what this year is all about, making sure that he's ready to hit the ground running next year, period. Yeah, and I, and I, think, that's, I think that's on track. I think it was, it was stunted a little bit by the injury, but now they move forward and, and they attempt to, to try and get him reacclimated again and, and, and you continue that push. And and I think the Warriors are in a nice spot where they can have the best of all worlds, I think, in this thing where he plays, he grows, he has a, a more normal offseason, uh, obviously, than, than getting drafted and, and winding up in training camp two weeks later. Uh, and then, oh, by the way, winding up in the health and safety protocols about a day after that to where uh, he basically can't practice throughout the course of training camp. So I, I think when you look at, at where things started for him, uh, hell, I mean, you look at this thing, we're talking about basically three months and about five days. He's been a member of the Golden State Warriors organization. So uh, I think it's it's a situation where, uh, he, he, everything's on track as far as I'm concerned to get uh, him toward that goal of, of being a starter and being a major contributor. And, and I think we're going to see a big time jump from year one to year two, uh, because for all intents and purposes, it really does seem like he's a he's a quick study. He's a sponge. He, he really wants to get better. Uh, and he's also uh, no pun intended wise. Uh, beyond his years. Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game with J.D. and Covey. Warriors win 114-106 to uh, over the Knicks. Uh, another thing we were kicking around in the pregame, Covey, was, all right, Wiseman and Looney are back. Who's not going to play? Well, we have the answer to that question as well. It's Juan Toscano-Anderson, who was active tonight, so the Warriors did use one of the, the, the 50 games that he's eligible to play, uh, even though he didn't see the floor. Uh, and then Coach Kerr was asked about uh, having the tough conversation with Juan and telling him maybe he wasn't going to be playing as much. Here's what Coach Kerr said. I talk to our players all the time, you know, collectively and individually, and so Juan and I talked yesterday, and you know, this is the NBA, so uh, he's in a position where he's just got to stay ready. He was so good over the last 10 games and helped us win games and 
now his job is to stay ready for the next time he gets a chance. And he understands that. It's one of the reasons I love Juan. Great energy, great uh, attitude day after day, whether he's playing or not. Yeah, great attitude. And I think the Warriors know, Kove, that, that Juan Toscano-Anderson is going to be there uh, when they need him. And, you know, he's a pro. And, you know, him and Michael Mulder have been a big part of the Warriors' success lately. They take a seat. And I think it's it, it's really a promising sign for, for Coach Kerr to make the right decision, have it all work out, have this team get a win. Because I, I just think it helps everybody. It helps everybody believe, hey, the system's working. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, it, you, it's hard to argue with the results, right? I mean, the Warriors, you know, they're moving the basketball. Uh, they got the 30-assist mark again tonight. So uh, you, you see the you see the master plan being implemented. And, and as far as it applies to, to Juan Toscano-Anderson, I mean, here's the thing. Juan Toscano-Anderson is on a two-way, right? I mean, he's a, he's a reserve. He's, he's a guy that you call on when the guys that you would like to have available to you are not available. It's a terrific luxury, and now, should the Warriors need to call on Juan Toscano-Anderson again, you know that you can rely on him. I think, you know, I think he's shown us he's a legitimate rotation guy in the NBA. I'll put it like this. If the Golden State Warriors decided they didn't want Juan Toscano-Anderson anymore uh, and, and, you know, freed up that spot or, you know, cut him, uh, he would get picked up by another basketball team. So, um, I, 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 you know, I applaud Coach Kerr for being transparent and having the conversation. He should be able to read the writing on the wall too, right? And and outside, I mean, honestly, the only guy that I would really say in this rotation um, that – you would maybe like to see, you know, not, I guess, for lack of a better term, would be Je- uh, Brad Wanamaker, right? I mean, he's the only one that's really struggling. And, and look, Juan Scott Anderson don't play point guard. So um, there's really only so many opportunities for him. And, yeah, he could be Draymond's backup at the five. Um, but we even saw Pascal playing a little bit at the four. I mean, at the four, excuse me. Uh, but we even saw Pascal playing a little bit at the four tonight because he was out there. Um, you know, he, at some time you're going to want to play him uh, out there with, you know, either Looney or Wiseman, just more options for Steve Kerr regardless list, though, Juan Toscano-Anderson also has a cap on the number of games he can play, so um, you know, you, they might, they, they will need him again down the road, J.D. You just don't need him right now because they got their uh, regular guys back. Yeah, and it, and it worked out for the Warriors tonight uh, as they get the job done and they win it uh, over the Knicks. Kelly Oubre, nice night for Kelly Oubre. Uh, Oubre clearly was hearing the noise uh, and the chatter surrounding his game, uh, and, but he acknowledged after this one uh, how he's improved his game uh, after the tough start. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, when I was I was just getting better each and every day. You know, I was in the, in the gym, working out, working on my craft, you know, adding tools to my bag. So, you know, God's speed in due time, those tools will be able to, you know, blossom and show. But just like each and every day, I just get better. You know, that's, I can't go a day without, you know, getting better and, you know, trying to paint, for the bigger picture of my game and where I want to be. Kelly Oubre Jr., man, he's he's got that special level of cool, man. He's got he's got that extra level of 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 just yeah, like a, a guy you want to be around, man. Like nothing gets yeah. him too he plays with the passion, nothing gets him too high, nothing gets him too low, but he's always bringing the bringing the fire and uh, you know, we're learning more about Kelly Oubre, not a perfect player uh, in this Warrior system, but we're we're starting to see that that I think what the Warriors saw in going out and getting him and and bringing him in to to be a part of this basketball team he has improved in a big time way in February and it and it's been much needed for this team to to get itself on track. 
Well, yeah, and I think Kelly's one of those guys. I mean, all, all pros uh, – to some level or another will tell you, you know, when the, the confidence is, is part of it, right? I mean, it's, it's human nature. And clearly Kelly Oubre's confidence was shook earlier in the year, but he seems like the kind of guy that, that feeds off of the energy of the game. He's not just out there doing his job. Like he's out there, he's out there living and dying with every stop. And I love guys like that passion, right? I just, I appreciate passion and I'll always take a dude that cares, even if he's not going well. Guys like that get the benefit of the doubt for me. And even when Ubre wasn't scoring, like you look at his defensive rating, it's basically been the same for the entire season. I mean, he always had a, a few off nights here and there. Um, but regardless, you know, on the defensive end, I mean, obviously we know about the shooting struggles. But he always was bringing it. And he gives this team, you know, whatever you want to call it, a little bit of swag, a little bit of edge. And you need some of that in the NBA. Like it's a grown man's game, right? And you just you don't want a bunch of timid guys. And and I know Steph, he could be a bit of a chest thumper, but you know he's he's not gonna like you know, he's not gonna be out there yamming on people and and just taking the rock away from dudes and blowing kisses like that. Like I think you need a guy like that in Kelly Oubre. And when he's at his best, he's doing all those things, right? I mean, you know, he's hitting his shots. I mean, he has a lot of, of different facets to his game. I mean, clearly, you know, defensively, he can block some shots. You know, he, he's got fast hands. Um, you know, he reads defense or he reads offenses really well on the defensive end. He can switch out on a lot of different guys. He gets right up in guys' mugs, which I love. Gets up all up in their front pocket. Uh, offensively, you know, maybe not the best fit, but I think, too, J.D., we've seen him, you know, pick out some really nice passes be in some good spots, right? I mean, you know, Steph found him underneath the bucket tonight. Like, he has just got more and more comfortable in this offense, and I applaud him. I, I love guys, J.D., that get knocked down and get back up. To me, that's that's the true test of character. That's the true test of, like, what's this dude made of? We've all had it happen. I've been knocked down in life. You get your ass back up. You keep grinding. You don't sit around and throw a pity party for yourself. And, and let's be real for a second, J.D., this is a massively important year for Kelly Oubre. Like, he ain't playing for the Wizards anymore. He's not playing for the Suns. He's playing with Steph Curry in a backcourt for the Golden State Warriors in a contract year, right? He's filling in for Klay Thompson. That's like, you know, me filling in, doing morning drive or something. Like, you better be on your game, right? Because those opportunities should be appreciated. And for Kelly Oubre, he's got a lot riding on this. Like, literally, J.D., millions and millions of dollars uh, he could potentially win or lose based on how he plays the next couple of months. So I applaud him. And I just – I love watching the dude. I like guys that play on the edge and play with swag. I'm, I'm a Kelly Oubre guy, man. I said it. I meant it. Well, we thought he was going to be and, and have the potential to be a real fan favorite, but he got off to such a bad start <laughs> yeah. that it just it, – it almost like that, that – it's going to take a while. Like we may have to get to the end of the year uh, you know, for, for that, but, but you can see when he does play well – he does do a lot of the things that fans like. I mean, you're you're talking about it right right off the top here. I mean, guys that have the swag, have the energy, have a little bit of that tenacity to them, not afraid to mix it up, uh, you know, play defense, do some of the dirty work. Uh, you know, he is a likable persona uh, and player on the basketball court. It's just a matter of when he's not playing well and you know some guys it's it's just different levels of this for other you know than it is for others his bad games really 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 look bad especially when it's compared to what we've been used to seeing from this Warriors team and the type of basketball that they've played and been so successful with over the course of the last five, six, seven, eight years. Uh, and, and so when his bad, it just, it, 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 it's really bad. And I think that's where 
you know, things maybe get a little bit off kilter and, and he's got some ground to make up as it comes to the fan base. Yeah, and, you know, there hasn't been fans in the arena, obviously, so we're really talking about chatter on Twitter, right? I mean, you know. We're well, calls. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, no, no I, I hear you. No, no, I hear you. I'm just saying, like, clearly it's it's been different because there hasn't been fans there. I think if you watch. You and know, it's it, probably a good thing. For <laughs> sure. Absolutely. But hopefully, you know, we saw some fans in, in MSG tonight. What did you say? A sellout of, what was it, 1,200 people at the Garden tonight, whatever it was? Um, 1981. Oh, booyah. Almost 2K, almost two racks of people. Let's go. Uh, hopefully that's, you know, coming in the second half for even us out here in the West Coast. Um, we shall see. But regardless, uh, it, it I, I agree with you. I think it benefited Kelly Oubre. And, you know, now we're seeing the kind of player that Bob Myers was like, oh, yeah, like – Clay Thompson's down for the year. Let's go get this guy. And obviously, they need him defensively. And I give Steve Kerr a ton of credit. See, see, this is why what Steve Kerr needs to get credit for, which is all that chatter about change of starting lineup, the the bench Ubre for what Damian Lee for Kent Bazemore. Nah, man, like stick it out with Kelly Ubre. He's clearly a much much better player than either one of those other two guys. You're gonna need him to play the you know the lion's share of minutes. Kelly Oubre is a dog defensively, and now that he's got things, you know, figured out offensively, I mean, J.D., for the month of February, and what are we talking, what, you know, 12 games now, 14 games, whatever the hell it is, Kelly Oubre shooting 47, almost 47% from three, 48.5% from the field, like, he's getting six and a half boards a game, he's had, you know, some double-digit rebound games, I mean, you look at the box score tonight, like, 8 of 18 from the floor. Okay, didn't hit his threes tonight, but he's been hitting those a ton lately. Uh, and, and he still ends up, you know, uh, hitting uh, for, for 19 points. He blocked three shots tonight, and, you know, he had a, a key bucket down the stretch, hit two key free throws down the stretch. I know you were watching, J.D. I'm like, oh, J.D.'s not going to be happy if he splits this pair right here. Uh, but he knocked down both of them. And so I think clearly he's found his game and – you know, this is this is the Kelly Oubre that Bob Myers and company thought they were acquiring. Got off to the slow start. We know why. He's filling in for Clay. He's feeling the pressure. The three wasn't dropping. Oh my God, it's a contract year. Is am I? If, if I you know if I bottomed out, like all this stuff must have been going through his mind. There's all the chatter from the fans. He played through it, man. You get credit for that. It's not how you get knocked down. It's how you get the hell back up. Let's hear from Stephen Curry after the ball game on how it feels to see Kelly Oubre snapping out of that early season funk. It's awesome. It's, it's helped us win games, and it's going to continue to do that. So I think all guys on the squad, like Kelly was the loudest, but everybody is, is trending in the right direction in terms of understanding how we how we do things, how we play, and um, learning the lessons we need to learn. And every game I feel like, you know, we've had some tough losses, but every game I feel like we're, we're, we are headed in the right direction in terms of really turning it on and turning the corner. Uh, hopefully in two games I'm not saying the same thing, but it's, uh, it is a, you know, the process and the journey that we're on as a team. It is the process and it is the journey. And you know what, Steph? You might be saying it in a couple of games. But, <laughs> but as long as you're able to get a couple of wins here uh, between now and the All-Star break, I, I think all signs point toward – this team being able to get on a really good run. Like the, the, yeah. I, I've almost changed the goal now at this point. Like just if you're over 500, just be over 500 now at the break. Like you got tonight, yeah. it calms everything down. You, all right, Charlotte and Orlando, that's in the rearview mirror. That means you're going to have to win a couple of more now because you didn't get those. But just, just be one over 500 and healthy 
at the break, and I think this team's going to be primed to to go on a run. And and I'll be honest, I I think they actually have a shot. Even if let's just say they're nineteen and eighteen at the break, hype right. one over five hundred price of admission with what I'm looking for the next week plus. Okay. I I actually think they could still push maybe the 39 or the 40 win mark at that point, even from one over 500 when you look at, at, at the schedule ahead. Yeah, I don't think that that's very far-fetched at all, J.D. I mean, their last six losses, five of them have come down to the last minute of the game. Like, just get over the line in a couple of those games, and it would be a, a huge difference for this team right now. They'd be four, six games over 500. I mean, they would be pounded on that door already. So, yeah, I, I don't think that's unreasonable at all. Um, you know, and, and obviously, you hear it in Steph's voice there. Like, Kelly Oubre, the, what he's doing defensively is terrific, but – Steph needs help offensively, right? And, I mean, you know, Oubre, he's, you know, he's gone from uh, averaging, what, you know, eight points a game those first four games on the road, pushes it up to 13 in January. He's over 20 points a game in the month of February, obviously popped off for 40 against Dallas. I mean, really, you know, since the game in Phoenix when he had his return to Phoenix where he went one for 11, he's been a total different basketball player. Hasn't had an offer from three-point range in any of those games. Uh, has, you know, the, his low game in, in total scoring in that is 12. Um, you know, he's routinely given him upwards of 18, 19, into the 20s a handful of times. And I think there's all the reasons to believe he's going to keep heading in that direction. And here's the other thing, too. As his production is has upticked, J.D., so have his minutes. And let's face it, like – the Warriors are just a better basketball team when Kelly Oubre is out there. And and look, I know, you know, first of all, he's only 25 years old, so he's still got plenty of fuel in the tank. And and here's the thing, like Steve Kerr is going to be pretty uh, pretty discerning about how he handles minutes for for Steph Curry and Draymond Green. All likely is all likeliness is Kelly Oubre isn't going to be around next year. You think Steve Kerr is really all that worried about quote wearing out Kelly Oubre? Like Kelly Oubre might just be a straight up mercenary brought in here for a season to handle his business in a relationship that can benefit both parties. You help the Dubs get over the loss of Clay for a year, get him into the playoffs, help him you know get that swag back after 15 wins last year, and what it could do for Kelly Oubre is show out well during your time with the Dubs, and you could get peeled a fat contract in free agency this year and make yourself a very attractive commodity out there on the market. Uh, for a team that really wants to open up the pocketbook for you. So it's not even a bad thing. Like, I think Kelly Oubre will probably tell you, hell yeah, I want to be playing 37 minutes a game. So I think it's just one of those things for Steve Kerr where now we can rely on him, and you'll just, you'll, I think you'll see Kelly Oubre's minutes stay around this level. I think it's great. Yeah, it's a win-win for everybody. Final cut here before we uh, pause, and we'll come back with an hour of the final word here. Uh, on 95.7 The Game. We've talked about it a, a couple of times here. Uh, 1,981 fans in the Garden tonight. I, I, I loved – to me, you could I could feel it a little bit uh, because the, the Garden crowd is special. I love the, the Garden. I, I love the organ at the Garden. You've been I, there? I love everything about it. I've actually been – I've toured it, but I've never seen a game there, okay. uh, believe it or not, unfortunately, because I was there in the summer – uh, and there was nothing really going on uh, when I was there. So I, I took a tour of it, but have not seen a game there. But I, I love everything about the, the inside of it and, or, you know, the, the, the sound sure. of the garden. The acoustics uh, are amazing, on, yeah. On television. And so Steve Kerr addressed having fans. Tonight was the first night there were fans in the garden this season. They're starting to trickle back uh, in different cities around the country. And here's here's what Steve Kerr said. Fans were literally on their feet screaming. I think there were only about 2,000 people in there, but it was so great to feel 
energy and and it reminded me that this is all going to be over at some point and i can't wait to see packed houses especially at chase and i'm so excited for everybody to come to games and to feel the energy of, of a warriors game you know when this is over and i know our fans are desperately looking forward to that and you know i just want to encourage everybody to Stay with it, you know, keep wearing masks, go get vaccinated. Let's pull for each other and do this together. And uh, hopefully before too long, we'll, we'll be able to have, have a packed house again. And we all look forward to that. I, I had the same thought tonight, just hearing the energy and, you know, yeah. it, it's starting to get, uh, the sun's starting to go down a little later. So these games are ending and it's still a little bit lighter out. And there's a little bit of optimism that comes with that. And, and so just watching this game kind of come down to the stretch, I, I just I was kind of thinking about that time as well, so I thought it was interesting. I'm, I'm glad Steve Kerr addressed it and, and was asked about it because the, the garden is special, man. And yeah, it's, I haven't been there. Sounds like maybe you have. No, uh, no, maybe, that's why oh, I was asking okay. you. No, I've never been to New York City. It's like to my great shame. I've been to a bunch of countries in Europe. I've been you know all over the United States. Haven't been to the Big Apple. My wife goes back there for work though quite often. And had this not been a global pandemic, I probably would have been able to tag along with her there uh, and stay up in a hotel you know on her company's dime. That's gonna happen in the future. I'm I'm getting to the Big Apple, JD. That that will happen. That's on the Covey shortlist. So the Warriors get uh, the job handled in the Big Apple tonight. They beat the Knicks 114 to 106. Uh, we'll come back and we got an hour of the final word uh, coming your way next. So we'll we'll switch places, but it's the same uh, same same good uh, meaty JD and Kove goodness. <laughs> it's all it, baby. Uh, straight ahead here for the next hour uh, on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.